Hello, and welcome to another episode of Coffee Stains Thoughts. I'm Dan, and today we're going to talk about OPM, otherwise known as Original Filipino or Filipino Music, as a term referring to popular contemporary music produced in the Philippines, and whether its recent resurgence in popularity will last, or if it's another bubble waiting to pop at a moment's notice. Now let's talk about the history of OPM. The history of OPM is young, but very rich. It all started in the 1960s, where singers and musicians such as uh, Polito Corrales and uh, Balladeer, Basil Valdez, etc. And in the 70s, OPM songs written in English have become a trend as well, with singers like Ryan Kayabiab and Jose Marie Chan, as well as the rise of other contemporary genres such as pop, rock, and their respective subgenres. Now, some notable mentions from this era are folk rock band Asin, the legendary folk singer Freddy Aguilar, of VSD and Company, and the uh, alternative slash blues band the jerks now the philippine music industry has also since gained incredible patronage well into the 90s and 2000s where rock bands have gained increasing popularity and variety over the years with several bands under different subgenres now this was the era i grew up in and uh, some of the most popular artists and bands that i recall uh, some of them are still popular today. Uh, River Maya, Kamikaze, Aiza Segera, Orange and Lemons, and uh, many more. Uh, if I remember correctly, uh, only three of the one of those mentioned are still, uh, you know, they're still in business. They're still writing songs, or they're still in touring. Orange and Lemons is defunct. They've disbanded. Right. Now, uh, pop and R&B singers and groups were also very popular, like uh, Side Border, uh, South Border, Side A, True Faith, and Nina. Uh, and of course, like in the 60s, solo, uh, solo belters and uh, balladeers will always have a place in OPM, with uh, famous artists like Regine Velasquez, Rachel Ann Goh, Mark Bautista, uh, and more. And uh, there's another. Uh, one genre that I absolutely detest, like I cannot express how much hatred and cringe this genre brings me, Filipino dance pop. Now, Filipino dance pop is a subgenre inspired from Western groups such as the Pussycat Dolls and Spice Girls, whom I personally am somewhat okay with. Now, Filipino dance pop has simple lyrics, uh, over-the-top explosive composition, like, um, it's all tugs, 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 like it's, it's like, um, it's like a gayer version of hotted bass. And, um, what else? Ah, right. Now, what I call an extremely cringy attempt at sex appeal. Like seriously, like um, these groups 
um, they're usually like very sexualized, very lewd, almost nude. <laughs> now, uh, examples of such groups are the Sex Bomb Girls, uh, very aptly named if I do say so myself, the Viva Hot Babes, and G Girls, and uh, J Brothers, Masculados, and D Bodies. Now, in case you've noticed, uh, or in case you haven't noticed, you silly liberals, both girls and boys are being sexualized here. So uh, don't you worry about uh, sexism or um, like misogyny, because if misogyny were a thing here, then so should misandry. Because again, both genders have been sexualized within this genre. Okay, now... Uh, these have uh, these have gained some again some popularity within the uh, Philippine music industry, but sadly, this uh, the rise of OPM, like all things that go up, must come down. Uh, there had been, or there has been a stagnation in the production and quality of Filipino music for many years now. Mainstream artists here, of course, they do as all mainstream artists do, right? They uh, they produce and sell as many singles, albums, EPs, LPs as possible. You know, they just churn out as much content as they can. Now, that applies to almost anything mainstream. Music, YouTube channels, uh, anything. Well, I guess I'm trying to do that now, but... Maybe because uh, I don't have that much time the following week, so as much as possible, I'd like to get uh, many of your suggestions out. Oh yeah, by the way, this was suggested by my girlfriend. Oh wait, no. no this was suggested by another friend. Right. And back to the cast, right. So yeah, they produce as many as possible, and they don't care so much for creative progression. Now, uh, recently, though... Within, uh, I think, starting somewhere sometime one or two years ago, something happened. A rising tide of indie artists had emerged, uh, crawling out of the uh, crawling out of the woodwork and uh, SoundCloud and many other platforms in an attempt to revive OPM. Now, some examples that. Uh, come out the top of my head are Four of Spades, Ben and Ben, O Flamingo, uh, like, what else? Um, Riesland Sangen, uh, um, can't remember anymore. So yeah, so those um, and others. So they've been popping up, seizing hearts, minds, and uh, record deals across the country. People have taken to calling it the OPM Renaissance, now which I think is quite apt. Very nice. But is it just a fad? You know, a bubble ready to burst? Or is it something that's going to last very long? Right? Now, um, I've noticed a lot of uh, other very good talented uh, indie 
performances uh, in the acts gaining popularity in many parts of the world as well. So internationally, you have um, these indie bands like Boy Pablo from Norway. I love you, Boy Pablo. Uh, Fum Vifrit from Thailand. And uh, other artists like uh, Rex Orange County. I think he's from London, right? Not too sure. Uh, and not to mention artists like... Uh, like from 88 Rising, you got uh, Joji, uh, Rich Brian, Higher Brothers, and more like Keith Ape, I think. Uh, Joji had already had quite the following back then <clears throat> uh, on YouTube as um, Filthy Frank, right? Now, uh, these bands and singers, groups, what have you, uh, they get more and more popular by the day, amassing millions upon millions of views, listens, hits, etc. Now, um, personally, I hope OPM itself retains this sort of trend, right? And I hope it will remain for quite some time. It's really nice to finally see and hear, uh, like, local... In, uh, indie bands giving their all into their passion and getting rewarded for it in the process. But uh, regarding the stagnation of OPM, I believe that it was caused maybe not only by corporate greed or shoddy marketing, but I think it's mostly because the public is very disinterested or was very disinterested. Because, well, there has been a sort of trend when it comes to, um, I guess, a Western or other like international mainstream media that's been uh, going on or like that's been trending in the Philippines during the past few years. So like, you know, you got Ariana Grande, Selena Gomez, uh, The Weeknd, Momoland, um, what else? Uh is 2NE1 still popular? I'm not sure. I'm not a K-pop guy. Uh, and I guess J-pop, I'm also not a J-pop guy. I can only think of a few J-pop groups like Arashi. Uh, and I guess like News. But News is a very old group. Like News, I think, was from the 80s. So screw that. Yeah. Anyway, so we've been paying more attention to these uh, to these singers and these groups around the world, you know, than our own local music. So I say, if uh, this resurgence were to last, I say we should pay more attention to our local music scene. Okay, so well, I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. That's all, right? Uh, please share this podcast to all your social media and uh, be sure to check out this channel every weekend. So I might post uh, either maybe on a Saturday or Sunday or both because I have very shitty or random schedules during uh, weekends. So it really depends on what I have to do on those days. And uh, don't forget, I accept any and all suggestions for topics, within reason, of course. So please for, don't forget, don't forget to message me or send me an email.
which I will put in the description. Now, please take care of yourselves, enjoy life, and have a great day. See you soon.